What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Smalley Talk Podcast. This is your host, Josh Trinko. Next to me, Christian Vaughn. What's up? What's up? What's up? And <clears throat> just get this out of the way. Chris, uh, he has a habit of finishing early. Just <laughs> <laughs> ask my <And> wife. <laughs> <laughs> two beer reviews in a row. He opened his beer... Before we had a chance to do the, the sound effect. I prematurely cracked one off. You know yeah. what I mean? Today's beer review. Yes, dude. Are we going to jump right into that? Yeah, this we might is as the, well. All right. Might well. as well. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> well, I guess we'll read it. It's, yeah, go ahead. Uh, so my favorite brewery is Taxman. Bre- we did... Brewery. 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 <laughs> brewery. We did... Uh, it's like we, the... Have you ever watched 30 Rock? No. <laughs> There's one of the characters on the show. She's like an actress, and she stars in a movie called The Rural Juror. <laughs> she, yeah, dude, by I, the end of the series, it's The Rural Juror. It's I'm not, not going to lie. I struggle with those type of words. It's, it's Rural Juror? Just like those dude. like r- words that run together. I don't do well with them. I kind of... Do you ever like say a word? Our listeners know that, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> there are yeah. literally hours of evidence of what you're saying right now. Do you, do you ever say a word though that you know like came out wrong and you just like play it off like you didn't say it? It's like keep going. <laughs> oh yeah, all the time, dude. I'm a lawyer. That I get paid lots of money to do that. <laughs> I get paid lots of money to say a word and then just like skate over it. (laughs) And everybody kind of like, what? Did Did he he use that right? Well, I guess he... (laughs) Did he he use that right? I don't think he did. Yeah. uh, Say anything with enough confidence and people fall in line. Exactly. Hey. Yeah, say it with confidence, dude, and, you know, just go with it. Just roll with it. That's right. Um, So tonight's uh, beer review, just just at the start of the episode. Why don't you go ahead? Let's let's crack these babies open. Hang on. Here it goes. Here we go. Oh, yours was great. <laughs> yeah, that was not a lot of help there. Uh, yeah. This is from ta- uh, this podcast again, uh, sponsored by Taxman Brewery. Uh, and partially because uh, I'm the only one supplying beer at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and my favorite brewery is Taxman. Brewery. And, and uh, that's that's basically, you know, I have other stuff in my beer fridge, but. my favorite, Your favorite brewery and your least favorite people. Yeah. Tax man. God. You know, on a separate... If everybody had to pay taxes like we do as small business owners, dude, our taxes would look so different. You yeah, know how much you it, cut a check at the end of the oh year. Oh, my God. I wrote, I wrote that check because, you know, we got deferred until July. I literally wrote it, and there was a single tear rolled down my cheek dude, it's, as I wrote that I don't, check. I don't cry. I just get mad. I cry. Like, I cry. Like, I cry. You got to be freaking kidding me. You know, I, oh, this is on a separate note. This is... I was going to mention this to you because I like had, you ever like just have like an epiphany, like you're just like sitting there and you're like, Oh, I've never thought of it that way. I was, uh, yeah, <laughs> I've had, time. I've had an epiphany before. <laughs> I'm uh, a 33 year old man. <laughs> yeah. I've had one or, or two. Uh, well I was in the BMV uh-huh. and I was uh, registering my boat. And, and actually my kayak trailer that I've been using illegal plates on for like 
two seasons. If it pleases the crown, <laughs> no. may I use my boat upon your waters? <laughs> well, I was in there, and obviously, you know, we, we're well aware of the whole scam, you know, with that stuff. But I was in there, and I was, like, sitting down, I was watching, um, you know, everybody transact in there, and then I, I go up. All those... And, all those- all those freaks that are sitting in the BMV in oh, Central Indiana. Yeah, it was a rough place. People uh, of Walmart. Well, and I work nothing on it. Yeah, and the thing is, I, I, you know, since I work for myself, like I usually go in like the middle of the day, so all the unemployed people are there. All the, the cr- all the cretins, all the creatures oh, dude, are in there. It's a it's a sight. But yeah. anyways, I go up there and I pay, and I, I don't even. It was like five or six hundred dollars that I paid after it's all said and done. And I like as I'm walking out, and I was like. Literally, this institution adds no value to society. People are going in there and paying four, five, six hundred, a thousand dollars and getting nothing in return. A mm. piece of paper. And I was like, if this isn't a sham, I don't know what is. Like they're collecting money all and you know what? Those are the shittiest like people in the world that help you. Like they like act like you know, they're doing you a huge favor by helping you and they're literally not doing they're just taking money all day all day all they do just take money mm. i mean i was just i left there and i was like man whoever came up with that I'm idea to, i'm about to blow up a federal building dude <laughs> dude but i was like anyways that long long story but no, I, I i got I knew it you would I, you appreciate know, that sentiment i you know i actually think that the the people that work at the bmv have you know vastly improved because before Mitch Daniels was governor in Indiana, the BMV was seriously like a, a nightmare. Now you go in there, yeah, you don't have to wait as long. The people, it's, it's, the experience isn't terrible. It's no, just, it's not. It's just the people it that work like, there; they have no motivation. Well, the whole, the whole like you're right in the. Well, I I tend to agree with you. I don't know if you're right, but I agree with you. You know, with regard to the value, the value that an institution like the BMV you know, adds to society. I think it adds very little. And it's also a very archaic sort of, um, I I mean, I understand why it's there. It's to produce revenue so that it can fund, you know, roads and all that kind of stuff. But I I don't know, dude, it does seem very like, if you think about it in terms of like, it's an institution that's been there for a long time. It's just looked very different. Like it used to be just a guy like proclaiming, like you need to, Pay to use the king's road. You know, right. you need to pay to kill the king's deer. It's the same thing with hunting licenses. But. I'm also, on a separate note, I'm watching The Crown. Have you watched that? The Crown. Oh, yeah. You know what The Crown is? It's very interesting. I like The Crown. I'm not a huge Anglophile or anything like that, but, like, I like The Crown because it's like Forrest Gump. You're watching, like, like mentally handicapped people that are just involved with like all of the major events in human history between like 1941 and like in 2000, you know, they're involved in everything, but they're just like, like mentally handicapped people just sort of watching and like, yes, I'm not allowed to react to this. It's like, it's, it's serious. Like watching Forrest Gump. I mean, that's why I like it. I'm just waiting for the queen to just throw on some running shoes and jog all the way across the channel. Yeah, that's know, uh, dude. it's anyways, it's it made me think of like I, I guess, um, I, I also institutions lo- that add no value to society. Oh, that's one that's a, that's a perfect example, very good example of that. But the, I mean, it's British for you. They're all just, right, well, let's get back to our beer review. Um, yeah, for the well, and also one more hard. thing on the crown, uh, 
the young Queen Elizabeth actually kind of hot. Dude, when they, ch- I'm, I'm more of a Princess Margaret kind of guy. Oh, you would be, you <laughs> filthy dog. <laughs> Oh, dude, I, I, it makes me very sad that I picked up on that. It was just like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> like, I know everything he's talking about right now. I know everything about Princess Margaret right oh, now, dude. Yeah, dude, it's so hot. I'm pretty sure I've watched uh, at least the first three seasons twice. So. We've, <laughs> we've only, we started, it, you know, you try to find shows for... You know, the wife and you that you can both enjoy. Ashley hated it. I watched it alone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wish I had the excuse of being like, my wife really likes it. (laughs) I'm sitting up like, she's like, I'm going to bed. I'm like, all right. Soon she gets up the stairs. I'm like, oh, give me the crown. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that, dude. Don't be ashamed. I'm not. Proclaim it. I'm proclaiming it right now. Uh, All right. Get back to beer review real quick. Oh, yeah. Taxman Brewery out of Barksville, Indiana. We're drinking a very... Special beer that's near and dear to my heart, Tax Holiday. This is a this is a Christmas holiday time limited edition. This is a Belgian style dark ale with buckwheat honey. And um, here's a little blurb on the back: "Tis the season for a tax holiday. Our full-bodied Christmas ale, chocolate rye, creates a rich and spicy malt base, while buckwheat honey offers hints of molasses." with cherry pacific gym and saws hops finished with gentle fruit and oak notes brewing the perfect beer to warm up a cold winter's night i couldn't have said it better myself <laughs> you, you're right you I know exactly what they mean <laughs> do you what is buckwheat honey do you think yeah i don't know well i will say this it de- definitely tastes christmasy it's a heavy beer you don't you don't want to sit down and drink too many that these bad you. boys it's a 10 percent abv so you know, it'll light you up. I'm tar- By the end of this podcast, we might be feeling <laughs> My it. My <laughs> face is flush already. One sip. All right. Buckwheat honey is a highly nutritious honey made by bees that collect nectar from buckwheat flowers. Nice. Now, there it's you interesting. go. Hey, a uh, little fact, interesting fact Factoid. of the day. Uh-huh. Did you know that if you approach a bumblebee mm. at the end of the day as opposed to the beginning of the day, Mm-hmm. You can hold them on your finger and pet them. No, nah, dude, I didn't know that. I've seen it firsthand. My ever <laughs> all-knowing neighbor Andrew, Andrew Ruder, dude, he is showed me, and dude, it blew my mind. <laughs> Andrew is one of those guys, man. He's like, you know, he's one of those guys that just knows stuff. He like knows, he's, he's he knows some. A lot of stuff. Like I was blown away when we were on our trip. He, <laughs> I make he was like, oh, he's like, that. I was like, oh, look at that. That's a cool looking bird. Never seen anything like that. He's like, yeah, that's a, uh, it's a black hatted uh, chickadee. I'm like, I'm like, what? He's like, they're actually really prevalent in the upper Midwest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know why the squirrels are black up here? Did he say that? No, I don't know. Oh. I don't know. I'm just, um, as an, I don't even. That's how stupid I am. I don't even know one well, fact that he gave. He's us, got his so. masters in like wildlife management, so I think it's just one of those things he's had a lot of. And he works outdoors, so got a very cool, cool gig. Hot bod. I'm cool and, gig. And a hot bod. <laughs> um, so yeah. Anyways, good beer. One of my favorites. Check them out. Taxman Brewing. Are so, you ready to rate this beer now, or do you want to wait until you finish it? Oh, I can rate it now because I've had Go I had it. two of these during the Colts game and. Let's, let's hear the rating on the Jimmy to 23 inch scale. Jimmy to 23. I'm giving this a solid 20 and a half. 
Ooh, dear lord. Well, our our ratings diverge here. I'm going to give it a 16. Yeah. It's solid. It's not great. But, you know, I'll drink it. I'll, I'll catch them all day. Yeah, I can definitely tell you have a very particular taste in beer. So I have a b- very particular taste in beer. Yeah. I mean, the I, I'm more of a diverse guy. I'll drink IPAs. I'll drink ales. I'll drink even, like, I'm not a big Pilsner guy, but... I'll drink, you know, fruit beers. I'll drink about anything. I can appreciate a good beer in that category. Right. But a lot of guys just like IPAs. You either love them or you hate them, and uh, yeah, they can they can definitely scare scare the ca- mm. occasional casual beer drinker off. So yeah. Well, in the words of Buck Cherry, I love you. I hate you. <laughs> I can't live without you. <laughs> we love Buck Cherry, dude. It's like our favorite band. And if you're if you're sitting <laughs> listening to this and you're like, wait, that wasn't Buck Cherry. What's that song that Buck Cherry Crazy sings? Bitch. <laughs> yeah, you gave it away. <laughs> That's the whole joke. We always say Buck Cherry when we don't know the band, and people are like, people, people are like, people are like, "That's not Buck Cherry," but Buck Cherry did sing a song. I just can't remember what which song did they Dude, sing. When we went to the when we went to the Virginia trip. Yeah, you guys good. were cracking me up with that. Hey. You're crazy, You're bitch. crazy, bitch. <laughs> we were singing it the entire time. <laughs> oh, man. Good times. Yeah. I'm looking. Uh, uh, yeah. So, anyways, I guess we're 13 minutes into the podcast, and now we can start talking about fishing. Yeah. Um, I will say uh, we just got off of a call that we're not going to go too much in depth. but It is classified at this point. We yes. have some exciting things in store uh, for our audience for our content starting uh, in spring of 2021 probably. yeah pretty pumped about it i'm pretty I'm hard as a rock yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if you can tell but i am wearing sweatpants we, and you still gonna, can't tell we're gonna but, be legit but we are too legit too legit to quit <laughs> i knew you were gonna say that uh, uh yeah. yeah not gonna give away too much but uh we have let's tease you just put the tip have, in yeah we have we have a potential strategic partnership. Oh, that sounds like a buzzword that you learn in business school. <laughs> no. <laughs> strategic partnership. Uh, no, it's, uh, yeah, well, things are happening. You know, things are moving. Ooh, it's good. Yeah, you know, um, and speaking this of weekend, partnership. Yeah, this weekend we're doing a, a collab with a fellow podcast, uh, SVS Fishing. S as in Sierra, Victor as in... What does that stand for? Or v as in Victor and S as in Sierra. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I looked it, at it. It's something shenanigans, something va- something Valley shenanigans. Well, let's look it up. Yeah, but we got the boys over at the SVS podcast. They seem to think it's that called we're... the Shenango Valley shenanigans. So they're out east, right? They're they're like, they're like East here. Ohio, West Pennsylvania. Yeah. So I've listened to some snippets of this podcast. I I don't have a firm opinion, but these guys claim to be of the same mind as us i have a feeling we might surprise them <laughs> yeah as soon as we start talking global warming <laughs> we start, we're gonna bust out all the controversial things in our podcast we're gonna be like how Japanese you wet manufacturing <laughs> wet boys wet, boi- wet boys we're, we're not gonna talk wet boys dude <laughs> wet boys is off the table but anyways we're doing we're doing a collaboration on uh sunday night they they're actually pretty disciplined and professional about the way <laughs> yeah. that they do they're their like, podcast. When you guys record, we're like, uh, 
whenever we can. <laughs> yeah, whenever we can. They're like, oh, we do it every Sunday at 8 p.m. I'm like, oh, oh, oh man. great. <laughs> cool. Well, they have sponsors. So yeah, well, they do. No they, they have like a lot of sponsors. Yeah, they're yeah. actually, and I listened to, um, you know, he messaged. He's like, hey, I've been listening to the pod for a while. Want to get, want to get you guys on and just do an episode together. And I honestly hadn't listened to their podcast before that. Um, but I went and listened to it after he's, you know, after he reached out cause I wasn't sure if I wanted to do it or not. And, uh, it's really good. It's actually very similar to ours. It actually made me think like they're probably just doing what we do, but slightly better. So, <laughs> so I was like, sure. Life. I was like, sure. I'll come on. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's fine. But anyways, looking forward to that. So that'll be fun. Um, you know, with, with regard to, you know, to fishing right now, it's kind of, uh, it's a tough one. It's tough. Yeah. When the, so we haven't been out the last time since the last time we recorded. Well, we had a lot of rain, and then you know, we dude, just, don't don't be making excuses. For I, I mean, we did like two weeks ago. I was going to go out, but or like the weekend before last, I was going to go out, but all the rivers were blown. And then last weekend, I literally did nothing, so I have no excuse as to why I didn't go out. But you know, it's just I don't know. I always find myself going out more like towards the. You know, at the end of December towards... You get a little break for the family. I think that's where I'm at. Like, I felt like I owed a few weekends to my family without interruption. Oh, for sure. Like, we did Christmas lights one weekend. We did, yeah. you know, set up the Christmas tree one weekend. With uh, that said, I very well may go out this weekend. Well, I'm, I have I'm have some big Ooh, news on yeah. that. Yeah, what's you got going on, Dad? Uh, Saturday, looks like I might be going out to buy myself a little boat. So, uh-huh. a little jetty, huh? A little jet boat, yeah. <laughs> so, pretty stoked up about that. Uh, Joining the old jet club, bud. <laughs> yeah, dude, I am. Be a couple. Josh tried to talk me out of it, but I wouldn't having it. I, dude, if you're trying to get in shape, up. you're going the opposite direction. <laughs> <laughs> I have been, I have been running a lot. Okay, so. I was. Your quads are popping, dude. My quads are freak right now, dude. <laughs> I'm so vascularized. But anyways, it's yeah, it's good. I, I ran t- yesterday two miles under an eight under eight minute pace. Mm, Couldn't, you wouldn't you wouldn't know it by looking at me, but I actually used to be a pretty good runner. <laughs> Chris is a very accomplished endurance runner. Probably the best athlete. He'll smoke me in endurance. <laughs> Probably the best athlete you've ever met, dude. Probably yeah. close. Probably. Besides Maya. <laughs> Shut up, dude. <laughs> My brother. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, man. So, anyways, yeah, fishing has been a little rough, but uh, you know, man, it's it's like I said, it's early. It's early. It's like in what the did, weird. <clears throat> what transition. are the water temperatures right now? They I, last, low low forties, I think. Yeah, that's still pretty like favorable. Once you, you could st- get out, you could get them on a suspending jerk bait right now for sure. Yeah, if you get down, you start get down in the like. 34 35 degrees that gets tough that's real tough yeah some people like it tough yeah oh yeah but sometimes it's just like there's you just there's nothing you can do i would go out right now for sure i mean the water looks good right now i think the temperature is you know we're in it we're in the middle of a cold snap right now it's crazy chad's still guiding yeah i mean he's got to be having some rough days though i mean he's posting pictures of fish but like Fly fishing right now, it it can't be great. Yeah, I mean, he's I probably will say, probably boating maybe three, four fish a day, but yeah, maybe not. Maybe he's maybe hey, he's killing it's it better than what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> about about three or four more. Uh, but we, I need to catch one this month to keep my uh, to keep my streak going. Dude, I gotta catch my twenty, man. I have what 
you know, about two and a half weeks, three, three weeks, weeks left. So yeah, week before the week between Christmas and New Year's, have some of our best best big fish days. Yeah, we'll get um, out there. Yeah, I definitely want to want to go for sure. It's killing me. I'm dying inside a little bit right now. I do find myself just puttering around my house, just looking at my fishing gear, just like. Oh. I definitely don't do that because I'm like busy doing. <laughs> I'm, <just kidding. laughs> I'm doing like I'm doing a lot like of just, house projects. Yeah, you got you got a yeah. got a potty going in. Down well, here. we have my sister and her husband comes into town for Christmas. Like they come in on the 17th and from California. Yeah, I just want to have that bathroom in case they stay the night a couple nights or something. Then they can. You know, use they're going to be staying in your stairs. basement, just like these hugers. <laughs> look, at, look at this tile; it's so tacky. <laughs> We're from California. Yeah, dude, they're like they're so hipster. They're so cool. Yeah, they're probably like, man, I wonder why they painted this wood paneling. This would have been <laughs> this would have been so sick. Listen to some vinyl down here. <laughs> oh, speaking of, I get it packaged today. I'm looking at it. My wife bought. A record player. Why the hell Dude, did she get a record player? That's awesome. I was like, I, I texted her immediately. Fleetwood like, Mac? Did you really get a record player? Like a nice one or just kind of like a generic, like just one that can play vinyl? It's It has Bluetooth somehow. I don't, I don't know exactly <laughs> what the deal is, but it's like a cabinet and it okay. has like... Oh, it's, like a, it's like a sound system. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, here's the thing. I'm... Can you name the not first? Not sexist, but I will <laughs> never let my wife buy electronics. A woman buying electronics is a bad idea. Really? Yes, very See, bad idea. I, uh, Ashley buys all that kind of stuff, but I won't ever let her buy meat. She doesn't know how to buy meat. <laughs> she buys like she buy like weird stuff. See, Katie's a big meat connoisseur. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess maybe that's a problem. She'll like come home and be like, "Hey, can you buy some steak?" She's like, "Yeah, sure, no problem." She'll come home with like a round steak. I'm like, "What?" Is... <laughs> I was like, talking about ribeye. Toss this on the grill, Chris. <laughs> she's like, "Can you grill that?" I'm like, first of all, I'm not gonna grill a steak. Second of all, come on. No, well, you don't grill steaks. No, nah, dude. You big like reverse I got a, sear guy? I got a very specific method. You bake them and then you reverse sear them. No, I just do? put I put like a uh, cast iron in okay. the yeah. in the oven for uh, up to five hundred. I, I just think let it's it, a, I let that's it, a reverse sear. Yeah, I let and then it, you take it out. And you... I let the I let the cast iron get up to five hundred degrees. Then I put it on the stove top, and then I put the steak on the stove top and cook it on both sides. And then if it's if it's a really thick steak. I do have to put it in the oven, yeah. you know, and, and let it cook. But I don't know what the. There's one way to. Most do Most of the time, I can just cook it on the stovetop. So. Yeah, that can be hard if it's thick, though. But you, yeah, exactly. Unless you, you like it like rare. Rub it in butter, and then I put some butter on it. Put some S and P. Getting me hungry. I know. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm real hungry now that you just said that. It's um, because you're drunk. Yeah, I'm hammered, half of one beer. <laughs> no, it's gone. Is it really? chug that bitch that 20 incher <laughs> 20 and a half dude felt good i like that yeah <clears throat> that would be nice man so my chances of getting my 20 and a half are slowly starting to fade oh you got plenty of opportunities i got opportunities but i mean you better get out there and do it i mean you're not I mean, gonna do catch you remember them. I... you're not gonna catch them working on your shitter down here in the basement i know dude you need to get out there and and 
cap off this season because I will not I will not brag about your season unless you catch another one. <laughs> oh, I'll just tell people you had a, a generic, regular old fishing season. Yeah. So you need to get out there and quit. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. Stuff your stories in a sack and get out there and and catch one. So, <clears throat> my wife's grandpa, the um, legendary Alan Fish, is moving out of his home, and uh, I I got um, I got a bunch of antiques passed down to me, and and you actually got some stuff too. Yeah, dude, I inherited for, through your wife's Chris, grandfather's will. Chris. Quote unquote, I sent him a picture of this <laughs> this hat that I got from her grandpa's house, and it's a very beat up hat, but it's has a little popper on it, and it says Indianapolis Fly Flycasters. Uh-huh. And Chris responded, he didn't say anything besides, "I would suck your dick for that hat." <laughs> <laughs> I, I just posted a picture of this hat on so Instagram. So I let him suck my dick and I gave him that. <laughs> I just posted a picture of it on Instagram and my caption was, Christmas came early. Yeah, dude, that's a cool hat. Came early? There's nothing, you, you can't replace uh, vintage, man. You can't replicate it. No, you can't. I mean, that's, that's that's and it's got local flair too. I like it, dude. I love it. When do you think that, when do you think that was made? Um... I don't know. It's made by the Haynes, an old company that I've never heard of before. <laughs> Let's uh, look them up. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't have a year on it, but it was made in Korea. I would say uh, probably the seventies. Ninety-one. Oh, you think it was the plastic under the bill is literally deteriorating. Well, things were made very poorly in the nineties, so you yeah, know that's true. Bad manufacturing quality. Yeah, that's true. I just watched the movie Gettysburg so I can attest that things made in the 90s do suck. So I've never seen that. That's horrible. Was it? Oh, that's awful. Yeah. Hmm. But anyways, yeah, fishing has been... Uh, we don't really have a lot to talk about in the way of fishing, I'm realizing. Yeah, no. It's we need to sucks. get out there and do it. Yeah, um, I you know, I've seen a couple, couple things out there. Guys are, you know, as obviously it's, you know, December, so the fish are hardcore winter, but they're not, uh, not quite like to their peak winterization from like a energy standpoint. So yeah, I think a suspending jerk bait will, will get it done or a, a soft jerk bait just kind of, I don't know, very slowly worked. You know, I, I watched a, uh, I watched a fishing show the other day and they were, now these are largemouth, but they were out in like February or January and they were, uh, catching, uh, largemouth on this like I think it's called a Daiichi rig or I can't remember but it, either way it was a soft I'm going to try it out it was a jig head it was like a round not like a ball round jig head so it was flat on both sides but it was like round. a sculpin head I don't know I don't know fly fishing terms Chris like you said it's it's rounded but flat on on two yeah, sides so imagine like a wheel of cheese almost like a nickel yeah Except it's thicker. Okay. Um, and then it had, uh, all they had was like a, uh, it was probably a three inch soft jerk bait threaded onto it. And it was like a last tech type of stuff. Yeah. And dude, they were catching the shit out of them. And it was actually really cool because they were, speaking of, Well, that's know, like that little frigid, what is, what does Juan call that thing? That little 
Willie Pete or whatever it's called. Yeah, but this was like this was like a fluke. I mean, it was like a legit fluke. You're talking about a chili willy. Chili willy, yeah. Yeah. That's like that, I mean, that's essentially what that is. It's just a short chopped down version of a fluke that they wait and work Honestly, really slowly. I, don't, I can't remember what those look like, but um yeah, either way, those guys, it, they, what was cool about it is they were using their electronics and they could legit see the fish come up and hit their bait. So really? They, yeah, so they would they would find a fish and they would drop, you know, their trolling motor shooting down, straight down. <clears throat> they would drop their bait right on top of the fish and they would just like, you know, like jig it up and down and then you'd see the fish go, and you they'd be like, oh, here he comes, here he comes, that is crazy yeah it's like video game fishing yeah that's pretty cool yeah so anyways they caught a bunch of fish and uh with that said i don't think that would work in a river probably yeah in a good wintering spot i think it would yeah i mean we just need to the thing is reading electronics is a whole other skill set in itself so if you if you get like a nice graph which i know you're planning on getting um you have It'll to be like, at my house tomorrow, baby. Spot did you get the Did you get the graph too, or just the trolling motor? So I got a Helix Seven. Oh, okay. So yeah, those yeah. are like it's like a one boat network. So it's I've got and uh, I got the Ultera with like the it's got like a and the the transom is built into the trolling motor. Right. So it it communicates through Bluetooth between the trolling motor and the Helix. Right. So you can like. You know, select what you can control the trolling motor with with the Helix or with your iPhone or with the controller around your neck or whatever. Pretty cool. But it like communicates through Bluetooth. So, but I didn't get like the uh, like I just got the side imaging because I didn't. You know, I don't know. Like that, that's a that's a thing. Like that they don't really like all of that electronic stuff. Like I think in in certain like big rivers, like that all makes sense. Like in the Tennessee river or like Mm -hmm. something like that. But for the rivers that we tend to fish, you know, like even like Tippecanoe or um, white river or something. I mean, I think that there are applications for it, but it's not probably the primary purpose and it's not to whom these companies market or, or develop technology. You know, it'd be cool though. You're right. But you know, it'd be cool to go out to like the tippy, right? And just like, or the White River, and just putt around all day and see. Like, don't fish, right? Or maybe fish a little bit, but just putt around and try to figure out like what's around those wintering holes. Well, I want to go up to the dam behind IPL on the south side of Indianapolis. And yeah, see that's what's a down there. That's an interesting because that one man might find some bodies down there, dude. Yeah, dude, that would be. A little scary. A little scurry? Yeah. You're getting scared just thinking about it? <laughs> that place is... Well, I mean, I know you're joking, but that's a cool-looking can. No, I don't. I really don't think... Uh, I mean, the There's other... There's been da- bodies found. Yeah, bodies. I was going to say, that's why it's all fenced off now. You see, yeah. you notice that that's all fenced off. Is it? it? Used to, yeah. It used to be you could... You know, we used to launch there. There's that... We have a picture somewhere on Facebook of you like... You supported it, though, right? No, I'm talking about like the... Um, the access that's above the dam oh, on yeah, Harding Street all, on White River. It's which all sucks because you could have put the... Well, I don't know if you want to put the jet up there. No, probably not. I could put it in on, on West Street and right. get down there in like a minute. But but anyways, I mean, none of that's really that good. But we used to put in at this spot on Harding Street and in on the south side of Indianapolis and float down and portage the dam behind IPL Just and fish that, that section right over that dam. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. But, uh, 
but it's all fenced off now because they found some bodies down there. Mm, yeah, that's. Uh, they had the divers out there. I mean, that's was, the forgotten stretch. That's the one we took pictures of and put on Instagram. So. Yeah, it's forgotten. You know, obviously by not by the people who are dumping bodies there. So yeah, that I mean, we that one time we just we were launching and there was literally like an abandoned SUV right there at the ramp. Yeah, it was, it's a little. And I was creepy. like, oh, I don't it was think dark. I want to look inside. That oh, I didn't. Thing. I definitely didn't want to leave my car there. Yeah, surprisingly, we've left. Dude, you know where leaving your car sucks is that Henderson Ford. I I've heard that. Honestly, I it, that's one reason I was like, dude, I don't know if I want to fish there very often because it's just a matter of time. I've I know three people that have gotten their exhaust cut out, their catalytic converter. That's cut so out. weird. Maybe whenever um, whenever that's shut down, because you know sixty nine is is that's not going to be like an access ramp. It's just going to be an overpass. So maybe that'll yeah, help. Maybe, maybe it'll maybe, hurt. Maybe it'll make it worse. I'm not sure. I was thinking about ways you could, like, theft-proof your car. Because, I mean, here's the thing. We both have jet boats. Or, well. Well, we will yeah, soon. We will soon. In the next five days, yeah. Uh, so we'll both have jet boats next season. And that's, like, one of the few places around here you can reliably go all year round. Yeah. Like, we one of us will get our car broken into if we don't do something about it. I'm thinking maybe we find these perpetrators, we string them up, and the words of Toby Keith, the long arm of the law should put a few more in the ground. What? <laughs> what could you do though? I or mean, maybe that was Willie Nelson. I'm not sure. Listeners, if you're if you're hanging on this long in this episode, it, Josh is falling asleep at the microphone right now. <laughs> no, I, I'm seriously, I'm concerned about this. Yeah. Like, I don't know what could you do. Right. I mean, I thought about putting like, I'm legit thought like strapping like a trail cam to my, my car or something. Like, so if they right. came, people would be like second guess, like, oh, I'm not going to right with that because they have a picture of me. Like, then somebody will probably just steal the trail cam. Yeah. <laughs> if they're willing to break into your car and steal your exhaust, they're probably willing to to uh, get rid of your well hey <clears throat> do you have anything anything uh else for this episode <laughs> no dude you you abandoned me halfway through i can feel your energy no no i have we so we ha- we're gonna record another episode here and it's gonna have, be more topic rev- based we have a review here so oh, yeah okay let's get a review uh so we can do our review this is sts 540 oh. uh title yeah now that I'm back from deployment, I like to listen to this show while I drive around in my Camaro and chill. Hands down to the best Smalley Talk podcast on the internet. <laughs> I saw that. Review. Nice. That was, <laughs> that was pretty great. Yeah. Um, we no, we had a uh, uh, a lost uh, Smalley Talk hotline. Um, thing well, we, we can did. we can get to it on another episode. We have it right here. Oh, you got it. Let's do it. Let's play it, baby. Let's do it. It's a long one, too. I didn't want to... I mean, it's been here for a while, so I was like... And we are going to record another episode, so people are probably listening to this like, man, this friggin' sucks, but <laughs> we are going to record another one, so... Hang on. Hey, what's up, gang? This is Philip here from Virginia, uh, my backwater... My backyard river is uh, the Rappahannock over here, Rappahannock, and um, first of all, that dude that was sitting on his throne saying one word per minute uh i don't know if that was funny or torture 
but I'll tell you who comes to mind is uh, Mountain Man from Duck Dynasty. You put those <laughs> two guys together and um, and listen to that conversation. That, that'll make somebody kick you in the nut. But, um, Some people but pay anyway, good money for that. Uh, <laughs> I've given you all the five star already. Listen, listen to all your podcasts, and uh, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy the uh, the, uh, the smallmouth fishing talk on your uh, uh, penis talk podcast. <laughs> Hell yeah! So it's pretty good. What I wanted to ask is about or talk about is uh, when I see I, I got a two person canoe, and as I go through a rapid, sometimes I'll pull a quick U turn in the eddy because it'll keep me still, and I'll fish the seams on both sides of that uh, of that rapid, you know, with the dead drift and stuff. And sometimes I wonder if I should probably be at the tail end of that, of that rapid and anchor and cast up and drift back. So, hmm. I, I mean, I've done good like that, but sometimes I, I wish I wasn't sitting in that eddy, you know, where where some fish could be. So anyway, I just wanted to see um, how y'all handle that, if you do at all. Um, so uh, I appreciate it, and um, I look forward to hearing my goofy self and maybe an answer. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. All right. All right. So well, great. Wow. And actually, an an intelligible. How did we miss that? <laughs> an intelligible, good Hang question. On. This was by uh, a guy that lives in Virginia. This is from January. Oh my! Well, yeah. he probably doesn't listen anymore. Probably, <laughs> he's probably pissed these off. guys suck. Do you know who that is? I have no idea. No, but a great question. Philip something. Shout All right. out to Philip. Shout out Philip. Phil, What's up? We're sorry, dude. Phil, brother. We're really sorry. We left you hanging there. So great question. Uh, all, it's all... applicable because it's basically the same time of year. It's just a year away. Yeah, really. <laughs> Gee, many Christmas. Well, help. I'll see if I can find Philip. Uh, track him down. But uh, but anyways. So I'll, I'll just say how I handle it, and then maybe you so can maybe you can replay it. this for me. What exactly what? He so his said. his question is like when he's going through like a like quick water. So like, you know, like a riffle. Uh, what he does is kind of immediately pull into the eddy, like, and to okay. to get himself out of the current so he doesn't get swept downstream. And then he fishes, you know, along the seam and along the you know end of the eddy, deeper into the eddy. So he's wondering if maybe he's missing fish by pulling into the eddy quickly. So here's how I handle that situation. First of all, I have, generally speaking, I'm fishing out of a two-person boat. So a lot of times I'll anchor kind of in the faster water and You fish. can do that with a raft. You yeah. can do that with a canoe. Especially, well. well, especially when you've got an anchor off the back of your boat. So you can, right. you know, you could do that if you have an anchor off the back of your canoe you could throw the anchor off the back and fish into the eddy because a lot of times, I mean, there are, are occasions where smallmouth bass will be feeding in the fast water, but these aren't shoal bass. You know, these are, these are fish. They're like brown trout. You know, they stick into that eddy. You know, don't they, you compare a smallmouth to brown trout? I've heard <laughs> well, you do that twice. And <laughs> they, they feed in the eddy, you know, they'll, they'll feed into the, into the current and bounce back into the current break to kind of seek refuge. And, and they live in that current break. So, what I'll do is I'll anchor in the fast stuff. So I'll toss my anchor off the back and anchor in the fast stuff and fish into both sides of the eddy. Or alternatively, if I'm in my if I'm in my kayak, uh, I'll float through. 
So I'll just I'll blast through it. You know, I won't paddle. I'll just I'll just let the current take me and I'll get way downstream and then I'll turn around and paddle back up and slowly start fishing. And just like pick it apart. Pick like it apart from the bottom yeah. up. Pick yeah. it apart from the bottom up. I would tend to agree with that approach. Because I think I find myself having more success if I'm approaching fast water in a single person vessel like a kayak or even and I used to fish out of a canoe all the time. I find myself having more success when I go through the fast water, you know, pull the U-turn, turn around when it's when it's feasible and either beach it or I sit in that eddy at the very bottom of the eddy, you know, where I or where I can hold myself stationary and fish, you know, just sort of in sections. So I'll fish uh, all the way up against the bank on the left, then one, and then a cast in the middle, and then on the right at the very bottom of the eddy. And then I'll move my cast up 10 feet on the left, 10 feet in the middle, 10 feet on the right. And then I'll just kind of work it all the way up until you get all the way into that tight, tight area up at the very top of the eddy right by the current. I find myself having more success doing that as opposed to beaching on top of the fast water and fishing downstream and retrieving my lure or my fly back upstream. So I, I find myself, I think the action of the bait is better. I think that you're more controlled about where you're, where you're letting your fly or your bait hang. You know, I, I always prefer to work my bait from the downstream direction to upstream, casting upstream and retrieving it back along, you know, with the current. Yeah, I, you kind of sound like you know what you're talking about there. Well, I try, baby. <laughs> is that what, is that what you? I mean, you're you're kind of the yeah. kayak guy. Well, so. the one I was I was waiting to say that you stole my thunder on was the the beaching thing because I would agree. One, if you try to anchor or like paddle over to the side, like in the middle, of, you're gonna make so much racket. Right. Like you're going to kick up a bunch of mud. Like that's not what you want to do. You want to, I mean, part of the advantage of, of using a craft like a kayak or a drift boat is the fact that you can, you know, get through areas like that with little to no fanfare. Like, and that's where a jet boat is kind of like not near as good because right. you, you can go through an area, you can float through an area like that and the smallmouth like will not think much of it and then when you get down below kind of the prime areas either like chris said turn around paddle back up or just go down to the very bottom you know and if it's a if it's a river a smaller river or even a bigger river like i've been on some big rivers that ah like the upper mississippi like we you know or the susquehanna beach it man get out and wait like yeah don't be afraid to get wet like we like our boys wet <laughs> oh my god <laughs> get wet yeah i mean get that's really wet. maybe that's something i didn't make clear too like if you, if you have the capability like if you think oh i'm coming up on some fast water and below this fast water or to the side of this fast water is a really good eddy you know if if it if at all possible and the option 1a for me would be to beach it above above the eddy wade down and get to the downstream side of the eddy and cast up, you know, while you're on the bank or, or I'm okay you know, with beaching or, it down below or, or option two, option one B would be to float through in the fast water and just kind of, you know, beach it below or, you know, move down way below the, the area where you think the strike zone is and cast back upstream at it. Um, 
A- another great option is, like I said, just staying in the fast water and casting out into the eddy from the fast water, kind of in the upstream direction into the eddy and retrieving it back well, towards you. And when you're talking about a riffle, a lot of times you're talking about a shallow area. So, right. I mean, you can usually get in a lot of those places. And if you can't get in, like, in the very middle, you know, because it's like a deeper, faster rapid, you can kind of get over to the side and wait out until you're, you know, up to your waist or something and, and fish. And, you know, that's something that a lot of guys, I, I mean, like in a, a tournament... Obviously, a boat tournament, you can't do that. But a kayak tournament, you can get out and wait on most of them. Like, do it, man. I mean, that's an advantage that a lot of guys aren't aren't going to, you know, they're not going to use. And, like, I've caught... Dude, I can't tell you how many big fish I've caught that, doing that way. Like, it's, it's pretty effective. You're just way more controlled. You know, like, one of the things, like, especially when you're fishing on bottom, you know, with, like, a Ned rig or you know, or crawfish pattern or something like that. And and that's the pattern that you're finding them in and they're feeding, you know, somewhat close to current, but they're, they're on a hard bottom pattern, you know, sensitivity is everything. So if you're drifting, you know, feeling that pickup is going to be tougher, but if you're able to stand, you know, on the bottom and just control yourself, you know, or, or, or keep your boat completely stationary, you're the odds of being able to feel the fish eat, you know, are much higher. Yeah, um, you definitely, and, you and it's the same for fly fishing. You know, you, yeah. You know, if you're drifting, you know, and you're and you're fishing on bottom or something. I mean, the the line is going to be all over the place. You know, you don't have that direct connection or whatever. So you know, s- get stationary, fish from the downstream to the upstream direction. You know, and and stay out of the eddy for sure if you can. Yeah, no, that's good. That's a good question, Philip, and we'll f- we'll find him on. We gotta find him on Instagram. I feel bad, yeah, that that took so yeah, long. That was a long time. <laughs> I want to at least let him know we played his mess. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. Well, hopefully, every, hopefully, some people stuck around because I feel like uh, that was valuable information. Probably the best part of that episode was yeah. forty-five minutes in, and yeah. the first forty-two minutes were, you know, low energy, as yeah. Trump would say. I wouldn't say it was low energy; it was low content. Yeah, um, we had to give our little boys something wet their whistle <laughs> <laughs> all right well thanks everybody for listening and yeah. we're gonna we're gonna put uh this episode out at the same time i don't know about that as... i don't know when we're gonna put them out we might stagger them a little bit okay well, well e- see. either way we're gonna we're gonna start the here. next episode is gonna be the first installment of our smallmouth 101 series so we're gonna start a uh kind of a beginner's uh, series for guys that uh, for what little boys just want to get started just <laughs> <laughs> wet their whistle <laughs> so anyways all right. that's uh, that's all we have right now we'll, we'll catch you guys later free the fighter free the fighter dude